Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 253. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And this is a Tudor episode where we try to teach you something new. Sean, what are we talking about? Well, last week, we talked about vision. Mm -hmm. Is there anything we want to add on that? Add to vision? Mm -hmm. Or do you think we did a pretty good job? Uh, I'll give you a quick recap of vision. Vision. You have to make a personal one in order to make a business one. Mm -hmm. If you do not have a personal one, your business vision, there's no weight behind it because you haven't emotionally attached it to a personal vision. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be driven by emotion. Otherwise, when the going gets tough, you're not going to continue forward, right? Right. So if you don't, have it emotionally charged when you get to it you're just going to be like this really sucks why am i doing this i'm done but if you have a grandiose personal vision for your life when you put in a business vision and you reach the point of uh, the valley of despair where you are actually hating life and you're only seeing the negatives you're not seeing any of the benefits of this of what you put into place that's how you make it through is by like knowing what you had set and uh and and executing on your commitments and not your feelings right right so build your personal vision before your business vision mm. we even know like um some like real estate professionals that make their like weekly calendar they make their personal one first, like everything they want to do mm. in their personal lives first, and then they fit their business life in wherever they can. Right. Um, so that just goes to show like personal vision and everything is way more important than business. Right. Cool. So this week we're going to talk about kind of creating goals off of your vision. Mm -hmm. um, we're really focusing on the 12-week year by brian moran and michael lennington uh we really like this because you can kind of input the 12-week year into like any operating system um, it can be your operating system it can even. be your operating system too uh and it, it's just a really easy way to apply it into your life business and personal and get a lot more accomplished in a year than most people because with this, you are accomplishing four goals because there's you have four 12-week chunks per year instead of um, only one. Yeah, it's called the 12-week year because you get a year's worth of shit done every 12 weeks. Yep. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay, before we get into this topic full-heartedly. Yes. Sam and I started watching Blue oh. Mountain State. Yeah, we did. I don't know what brought it upon, but I think it was Friday night. We are like, do you remember Blue Mountain State? Something weird and frat boy -y. Like, we were thinking about something like that. And we were like, can you believe Blue Mountain State existed? Mm -hmm. And we're like, damn. And then we found it on Amazon? Yeah. It's on Amazon. So we started watching that. Dude, I missed it. Damn. That's a good show. Fuck, it's sick, dude. Mm -hmm. It's so stupid funny. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so good. Uh, so, Blue Mountain State, baby. Mm -hmm. We start watching that. Mm-hmm. 
If I find that on like DVD or Blu-ray, I'm buying it. Oh man, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. We were talking about it was like one of the first shows that like came out on streaming. Yeah. That we remember. Well, because they you could not release a show like that on regular TV. Yeah. It was just too lewd. Mm-hmm. You, so, yeah, that was, like, their only option. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they make shit like that anymore. Mm-mm. You know what makes me really sad? Huh? Um, the actor who plays Thad yeah. Castle. Yeah. He's uh, very, very... Lib. Very left. Extremely left. Mm-hmm. But he is way more jacked now than he was on the TV show. That old boy's been on the sauce. Mm-hmm. Had to have. Dude, he is big. Had to have, dude. <laughs> no question. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> all the juice. What's his name? Um, I almost said Alan Rickman, but it's not Rickman because that's. No, is it Alan Rickman? I'm gonna just look up that castle. Yeah, or am I thinking? Is that Snape? Alan Rich Richson, played by Alan Richson. Richardson. Rich Richson. Okay. R I T C H S O N. I'm pretty sure Alan Rickman is Snape. Bro, this old boy been on the sauce. Mm-hmm. He been on the sauce hard. Oh, I know. I follow him on Instagram, and I like. I kind of have to skip over his posts sometimes. Like, I can't read what his posts say. Cause they're all about like we need to help everyone. That kind of thing. It was really bad during, uh, in 2020. This motherfucker, dude. Mm-hmm. Damn. His face is definitely aged. Oh, yeah, big time. But his body has reversed. Well, I mean, he had a young, he had like a, just a young boy. Well, he was st- st- like still jacked for what he was in Blue Mountain State. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, but now, yeah, because see, look at Blue Mountain State. He was still for pretty, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. jacked, but he's like he two three x that. He's forty one now. Yeah, he's six three, and he's forty one. That makes a lot of sense. So wait, when he did that show, was he only like twenty? Was he twenty eight, twenty seven? Right. The show aired in 2010. We just looked it up. Oh, nine, I thought. Um, or it aired, in, yeah, aired in 10, whatever. So, 13 years ago. You said he's 41? Yeah, she's 27, 28. When they filmed that, God, men do not mature. Mm, no, dude, not at all. He was in Fast 10 as well. Okay. Blue Mountain State, 2010, 2011. Yeah, only two seasons. I do have Fast X on my... um. Movies Anywhere account, if you want to watch it. I bet you it sucks ass. I haven't seen F9. I think I have that one. I, I haven't even watched Fast X. It just doesn't even seem worth it. He was he must have just played real small roles in a bunch of films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyways. That's funny. I think, is he the only one that has done anything since that show? Mm, give me a second. 
Because I don't think I've ever seen Alex Moran in anything else. Darren Brooks, Alex Moran, IMDb. One second. Sorry, we're starting this off with a talk. We could have saved this for Friday's episode, but Sean said no. No, no, no. Known for Blue Mountain State. Obviously. 2022 Amber Brown is a TV show. No. The, The Bold and Beautiful. No, dude. He's done nothing. Not surprised. He wasn't very... Uh... I don't know. In that show, it's weird. Because at times, like I'm like, you're really not attractive. And then there's other times where I'm like, okay, I see the attractiveness. But he was pretty good at, like... He was a pretty good actor, I thought. Mm, very good. Yeah, it's just weird that he didn't didn't keep going. And then you got Paige Kennedy, who was uh, Radon Randall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, cause he got pretty, uh, f- um, let's see, 30, uh, what is, uh, multi-talented Shakespearean trained actor and rapper whose presence in Hollywood is whatever. Cause he got fat for a while. Mm-hmm. He was in SWAT in 03, the Meg, the Meg 2. Okay. 12 week year. Anyways, whatever happened to Shiloh? Did we figure that out? No. Because I'm pretty sure he they kicked him off because he went to jail or something. Craig Shiloh. Ever wonder what happened to Craig Shiloh? Of its star players, Sam Jones, the third teammate Craig is not expected to return for season uh, due to his arrest in October. The ex-Smallville actor Clark Kent's BFF was detained by federal authorities on charges of alleged possession and intent to sell 10,000 oxycodone pills. Damn. He went big. Damn, son. Damn. How tall is he? He's short, isn't he? Uh, yeah, let me hit a boat. At least in the TV show, he looks really short. Like, I'd say 5'6". Maybe 5'9". Five, five, I was close. 5'6". 40 five, years old. Pete Ross. Still in jail? Doesn't say... Probably not. They probably want him out in the boat dealing more drugs. Anyways, okay. Cool, fun. We can discuss that more on Friday if you want. Yeah, sure. That was fun, dude. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, 12 week year. Where do you want to start? As everything, as before, for 12 week year. You can have your 12-week year can either be a per... You, you, you want to have your 12-week year, you want to have one to three goals. Mm-hmm. And in those one to three, it can be personal or professional. Mm-hmm. I think they usually suggest one personal and two professional. Yeah, one per... Or, yeah, one personal, two professional sounds good. Or whatever it is, right? Yeah. But, like, I would at least have one professional for sure. Um, so, one to three. Mm-hmm. Now, of those one to three goals, they have to play into the bigger picture. So how it breaks down from top to bottom, you have your 10, around like we said before, like your 10-year vision, where you want to be in 10 years, whether that's personal or professional, right? So you got where you want to be in 10 years. Then you take it down to a three-year, okay? So like us, for what we talked about with Tudor Transformations, in three years, Tudor Transformations will be fully systemized. It'll be operating um, 
it'll be like a self-operating company within three years, mm-hmm. right? So now that we have that for our three-year, and then for our three-year uh, personal is we plan to have identified some properties in like areas we want to live in the country. Mm-hmm. That's our personals and three. So for business-wise, right, what can we accomplish in the next what what one to three goals will help us get to a fully operating company that doesn't need us Mm -hmm. okay so the first uh 12 weeks our first thing what was yours that that you were going to work on um website and something yeah yours was going to be um website and social media posting yes so sam's was going to be website and social media posting to set a system for when we post, how often we post, what we're posting about, to see how that goes for, because we're going to implement that and she's going to execute it for 12 weeks. And then for something like that, it's going to roll into another 12 weeks to see how that performed, mm-hmm. right? So that's hers. Um, mine is to start doing uh, sales. Yep. So mine would probably be, um, So so mine would be, Let's see. Uh, for the twelve week year, would be like generate or purchase one flip mm-hmm. and close X amount of money in customer jobs. Yeah, and then so 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 those would be like our professional things because in order to have a business self running in three years. We have to have a web. We should have a website presence with social media posting. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of our biggest marketers, and a way for me to close more deals would be if our name is out there, present, and we're sharing social media posts. That's going to drive more word of mouth to bring us in more sales, and mm-hmm. that's more estimates. I get to go on more deals. I get to close, etc. Yeah. Um, same thing with the house houses. If we got a website. Um, and we have social media. When I'm calling places or sending letters, they can look up our website, our social media, whatever, and see what we do. Mm-hmm. So that would be our first stages of the 12-week year mm-hmm. for our 12-week goal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we took our 10-year, ten 10-year, ten broke it down into where we need to be in three years, mm-hmm. and then broke it down even more to 12 weeks to 12 week yep Mm -hmm. to 12 week goals so we've got 12 week goals we need to then break the goals down into weekly tactics Mm -hmm. and the tactics need to be in complete sentences Mm -hmm. and then and starting with a verb yep so like you're doing them and the best thing is actually to have less tactics because you don't want to overcomplicate it you want the least amount of tactics you can have to reach your goal. Correct. Um, so like one of the examples they have is, let's say your 12-week goal is to lose 10 pounds. Then your tactics would be uh, staying under 1,200 uh, calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like cardio three times a week mm-hmm. and lifting weights three times a week. Mm-hmm. So, and when you make these, you should have them at like two columns, I think it says. You should have your tactic and then your due date. Uh, Some people, I looked at one, it had like, 
the due date, start date, and date as well. And then it had, like, at the very end, like, status. So completed sure. or not. Yep. Um, so a lot of a lot of your tactics will probably be ones that, like, you do every single week. Yep. But sometimes you may need something to, like, prep you to do it every single week. Mm-hmm. So that one's not a good one. But the other one was, like completing $105,000 in sales for in 12 weeks or something. Yep. And the very first week was creating a plan or something. Yeah, something like that. It was like identifying um Sorry, I should have had it pulled out. Oh, actually, we can go back to the weight loss one. Okay. Nope, I found it. Okay. The weight loss one would be like join a health club, so that would just be in week 1. Otherwise, the rest of it is every single week. Um if you want to close $105,000 in your business, week one, a good uh, tactic would be ID top in profile opportunities, likely to close within the next 12 weeks. Right. Um, so that is something uh, to like keep in mind. Like You can have a tactic that you may need to prep for everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but most likely they should be tactics that you do every single week. Yes. Well, so you can have, you can have, so, so when you plan this out, you want to plan the whole 12 weeks Mm -hmm. with your tactic for each week. So you can have tactics that build upon each other. So you could have, you know, your week one tactic, you could have essentially 12 different tactics that just build on each other throughout the whole 12 weeks. Yeah. You just don't, what you want to be very conscious of is adding adding things as you go Mm -hmm. so once you have your 12 weeks if you need to add one or two things because without those two tactics nothing else works because you learned that as you were going through the process that's one thing but you want to be very careful not to add too many things because you want to keep the least amount as possible to reach your goal otherwise you'll you can get overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. not and not make it this plan is not a to-do list. Yeah. Uh, so that's like why you have to be careful of that. Because very easily, right, I could make a to-do list for every single week. Like for the $105,000 in business. Like you could literally be like, I need to make 15 calls in a week. I need to... Uh, I need to like fill out these reports. I have to check my emails Uh, right stuff like that you don't want any of that in there like you do have to continue doing your like normal life jobs yes normal like your normal shit you have to do all the time um answering emails returning phone calls filling out your reports all of those things still have to get done especially if you're in like the blue collar like i shouldn't say especially but like in the blue collar realm like if you're a plumber, dude, you still have to go do the plumbing. Mm-hmm. Like the shit still needs to get done. This is just additional. But what they say to help, you know, what can help is time blocking those things in. Mm-hmm. So if usually, say you're a plumber, you're out in the field, you're working, whatever. Say you usually return phone calls uh, at the end of the day. Well, now you're going to return your phone calls and answer all your emails at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so you're time blocking it. So you just get in and get those like repetitive tasks all done at one time. Um, 
instead of like splitting it up and doing it at separate times, which can allow for distraction, stuff like that, you just time block it out that, oh, yep, from four to five every day, I just do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to take your repetitive tasks that you have to do, time block them to get them like done with, and you want to try to have them those same you want to try to have it be the same time every single day. Yeah. That's like, dude, when we listen to people talk about emails, they always said, like, you set a time when you do your emails and you answer them at that every day. You can even put it in your, like, t- in your block. Like, I respond to emails every day from 12 to 12.30 and 4 to 4.30. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's when you respond to emails every single day. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And if it's an emergency call or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've seen so many people that say shit like that um we've tried to do it so many times and it just it's the issue of having like the instant gratification of like you see the notification you're like oh i can just answer that quickly but it's already stopped your flow yeah dude that it goes back to the notification thing if you want to be the most productive in life delete notifications yep get a separate phone that's only an emergency phone that only goes to like or or if you have an assistant, yeah. give the phone to the assistant. The assistant can interrupt you if necessary. Yeah. But like, don't answer shit just to answer shit. That everything will still be there in an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Get your critical task done, then worry about the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, another quick fun little side note is... If you have an effective plan, you will accomplish it 20% faster, was it? If you have a plan, if you spend the time up front building a plan, uh, you will uh, yeah, accomplish the plan 20% faster than someone that doesn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are a couple very important criteria things you need when writing your goals and tactics Mm -hmm. so there's five criteria one you have to make them specific and measurable yep uh one of the issues sean and i had in the past when we tried this is one we kind of made it more of like a to-do list of things yep um and two they weren't really measurable besides the fact of did it get done or not Mm um so you need to make sure you can measure it somehow so like how many calls will you make how many pounds will you lose how far will you run um how much income will you earn um and you have just make sure it's specific because the more specific the better because once you're not specific on your goals and your tactics then you're not going to be as like motivated to do it like you're just gonna be like eh, whatever about it um, anything else on specific or measurable? No. Criteria number two, state them positively. This one I like, and we've talked about being in a positive mindset all the time. Uh, they use, um, for example, rather than focusing on a 2% error rate, you would target a 90 and 98% accuracy rate. Mm-hmm. So that makes it sound way more positive than your error rate. Right. Uh, with our business, I mean, we could do it in um, not like money lost. It would be money gained or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, something we could, it, it would be something with like, I think it'd be something we do something with like closing, closing rates. Um, we want to close this many deals or mm. we want to, um, we want to be like on site productive hours, this many or mm. whatever. Yeah. But like, I was, I guess I was trying to think of like hours lost because we didn't plan the day effectively yeah that's what i'm saying so it's okay. certain months we would want it like goal is to be on site 90 90 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. on site 90 percent 10 percent on site yeah. or whatever yeah um so yeah make sure it's positive criteria number three ensure they are a realistic stretch that is also something i think we struggled with last time is we didn't make it hard enough because we did make it a to-do list, kind of. Um, we had an objective at the end, but we could have done that within four weeks, honestly. We didn't need the whole 12 weeks to do what we tried to do last time. Do you remember what it was? No idea. Yeah, it was uh, planning out or figuring out Airbnbs and Verbos. Mm. And we like did a whole bunch of research on different cities, mm-hmm. so we figured out like where we wanted to get one by the end, um, all that. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. We did figure it out, didn't we? Yeah, I believe we decided on, um, that was when we decided on South Carolina. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we did. Okay, cool. That's right. Yep, Charleston. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they say, um, do, do, do. if you can accomplish a goal without doing anything differently, then you probably need to stretch more. If it is absolutely impossible, then factor it, it, factor it back a little. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have never asked for a business referral in your life, a tactic like ask for referrals in every client interaction might be a bridge too far. A more realistic tactic that will still be a stretch might be ask for a referral on at least one client meeting each week. Yep. Which I really like that. All right, next. Criteria number four, assign accountability. Uh, this applies to people who are executing as part of a team. Um, if you're on your own, the accountability is obviously all on yours. Yeah. So accountability, there needs to be individual accountability for everything, every task that goes for every job and organization, everything, everyone, there has to be someone responsible for it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, there's actually also no such thing as like partner accountability because the only person that can hold you accountable is yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. Like you're the one that has to have the motivation, the gusto to hold yourself accountable to do your things. It does help drastically. Dude, it said like you're you're 80%. So you're 80% likely to uh, follow through with something if you have a partner. Mm-hmm. Like a, an or if you're like in partner. a peer group. Yeah, if you're in a peer group. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a group um, and you're in a gro- group going through the same shit, you're 80% likely to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. If you're going it alone, you're 10% likely to accomplish it. Yeah. That's wild. So wild. Wild, dude. So So find like another group of people that are also doing this or that mm-hmm. like are interested in doing it and do it together. Oh yeah, especially if you like you do it like if you do it for your business, do it with all your top level people at the business have mm-hmm. to do it, you know. Um Everyone at the business can do it, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Criteria number five, be time bound. Uh, There's nothing like a deadline to get things started and keep them moving. Make sure to include a date by which the goal is to be reached or the tactic is to be executed. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So like we said, a lot of your tactics will probably be things that are each week, but you will have the occasional ones that are like, do this week one or do this week three or five or whatever. Yeah. Um, but make sure you put a specific date to it because if it's just going to be, oh, I'll do it at some point within the 12 weeks, you'll never get it done until the very end. Right. Um, yeah, those are the main criteria. All right, so those are the criteria. So now that we have our weekly tactics, right? Mm-hmm. Now that we have our weekly tactics, every week, whatever you want to do it, whatever, you have, you should block out a time to do it. But you need to schedule and review your last week. So you need to schedule out your week when you're going to do things. Mm -hmm. You should schedule in the morning. So people tend to be the most productive in the morning. Yes. That is when you should schedule these tasks. And so you want to schedule during your peak performance hours is when you want to schedule these tasks so when you build out your schedule so you want to build out your whole schedule the week uh, say say you do it sunday evening you want to schedule out your whole next week sunday evening so go in schedule out putting these things into your morning slots Mm -hmm. your most productive times add in Everything else around these. These are priority. These get added first, then everything. So uh, once you have that, then you can add in your like repetitive things that are like a low return value on money, which is your responding to your emails, your phone calls, that shit, right? Um, That's like your low income generating tasks. So schedule your high income generating tasks or these like critical tasks early on. Also, on that same time that you schedule out your week before, you do your weekly scorecard. You go through, like specific and measurable, like Sam said, you go through and make sure that you hit your goals or like you score yourself on the week before. Did I get all my phone calls? Did I did I make it all seven days under my calorie deficit, right? Like you go through and score yourself on how you did, see where you could improve, and then go into the next week. This is also a great time. So like say you go and do that, right? You schedule it your next week, you do that. Now, Monday morning, you could have a WAM, weekly attainable weekly accountability meeting. Mm-hmm. Weekly accountability meeting with a couple people. And so this is where the 80% success rate comes into play. You go into a weekly accountable meeting with the rest of like say a couple team members or whatever. And you guys go over like what were your pitfalls? What were your successes? What you saw worked really well? Ask for feedback on what others saw worked very well. Um, get some motivation, whatever, so that you can keep driving through to be a success moving forward. Mm-hmm. And you should score out your week too. Um, so like when, you, when you're done with your week or at the beginning of the next week, score how you did on accomplishing all your things. Mm-hmm. Like did you get further closer to your goal mm-hmm. um you should do that every day actually yeah yeah so they said they say every day you should like ask yourself um did these things help me get closer to my goals did these things help me get closer to my vision did i whatever 
I like the whams. The whams, I think, are cool. Yeah. Um, do you want to go through some common pitfalls? Yeah, we can. Uh, so some common pitfalls are your 12-week plan does not align with your long-term vision. Yeah. Uh, like we said, if you don't, if you don't do that, then it's not going to be meaningful and then you're not going to have any motivation to do Mm -hmm. it. It has to have some kind of emotional draw to it. Yep. Pitfall number two, you aren't staying focused. Yep. So this is where if you have too many tactics, it can really kind of confuse you and not... Not help you, like, s- stick to the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times when we see too many things that we need to do, then our brains get overwhelmed and they just shut down and don't do anything. 100%. Uh, and this is also why they say to do one to three goals instead of, like, ten. Right. Um, yeah. Pitfall number three, you don't make the tough choices. Uh, so for each goal, it's not uncommon to identify eight to 10 or more tactics you could take to move the ball down in the field. In most cases, implementing, implementing every tactic you can think of is not necessary and can be a hindrance. Like we said, if one doesn't keep you focused and two, it overwhelms you. So you need to make the hard choice of pairing back on the, some of those tactics. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like sticking to it as well is also i mean right i would say would go to the pitfall of you don't make the tough choices yeah pitfall four you don't keep it simple Mm -hmm. same thing pitfall number five you don't make it meaningful Mm -hmm. um us as human beings really thrive on emotions Mm -hmm. um we use them to motivate ourselves we use them to be unproductive we use them for a lot of things so if it's meaningful you will be more likely to accomplish it Mm -hmm. what else you got shit that's the big stuff Mm -hmm. that's the that's the main stuff um and you can apply this to a team too so you can make goals for a team as mm -hmm. well uh like if you're and do this with your team. Don't create a plan for your team because then they're not going to have an emotional attachment to it and then yeah. they don't want to do it. So brainstorm with the team. Like, you should have the vision for your business. Oh. But brainstorm with them, like, where they want to go or re- what they want to do. And how this can help their vision. hmm And so you can do team things that maybe there's objectives where multiple people are a part of it. So, like, making 20 cold calls in a week. Well, if you have four people on your team, then each one has to do five cold calls in the week. Um, And then it kind of is also like a team effort. So, if one person's slacking, then they're going to feel even worse because they're like, oh, shit, our goal is to make 20, and because of me, we only got 18. Yeah, a good way to pull this all into, like, your your team is to... Do like close out, so you have your 12 week year, close out $100,000 in revenue, Mm -hmm. okay? So if it was just me, mine would be, you know, maybe generate $100,000 in revenue, right? Mm -hmm. But if we want to close out $100,000 in revenue, that means we need to have the tasks for whoever's reaching out. So so we have to have like the marketing piece, right? So you'd have the marketing out. 
then we would have the sales running through uh, like the initial point through through Brooke, then me to go out and close the deal, uh, look at the estimates and stuff, close the deal, then Kyle to work with the guys to get the job done, then um, uh, after the job's done, Brooke to follow up with an invoice, and then you to collect. Mm-hmm. And so you would have, you know, you've got four main people doing to to close out a hundred thousand in revenue or whatever mm-hmm. for the twelve weeks. Other, you know, because when you look at it in that realm, it's a lot different than just generating hundred grand. Because sure, yeah, go generate a hundred grand all day long. Great, grand, awesome. Who's getting the work done? Who's following up, making sure we're getting paid? Who's tracking that we got paid what we need to get paid? Who's tracking profit and losses? You know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it, it's a it, that can be a full team yeah. thing, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want a more in-depth explanation on all this, obviously get the book, The 12-Week Year. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a really good job of talking about vision as well in here. Mm-hmm. They talk more about accountability. It it goes so in-depth on everything, and it's only like 170 pages. Yes. Honestly, if you just read that book, if you read that book and lived by that book, you could grow a gnarly business. Very quickly, Just that too. one book. That's mm. all. Yeah. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's really good for helping you kind of push a little faster um, and get more shit done in the year, honestly. That's it. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about next week? Mm, were we going to talk about, like, uh, like reviews and stuff um, and going over, like, how to make sure you're staying on track? Was that part of this? Possibly. Um, I think it was something to do with like habits maybe. Okay, cool. I don't know. And then I know at some point we're going to talk about like financial responsibility again. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right. That's what we got for you today, gang. Uh, We'll catch you next Friday. This Friday? Catch this Friday. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll talk more about Blue Mountain State. Who knows? Maybe. Oh, also, uh, what's going to Christmas party tomorrow? Rod and gun. Yeah, for members. For members only. Members only. Yes. If you're not a member, you're not getting in the door. Correct. And if you didn't RSVP, then you're not getting food. Yep. Uh, there still are tickets available for recon mm-hmm. and for the Friday night VIP as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly suggest getting them and hanging out with the five speakers plus some other uh, real estate professionals. For sure. And Sean and I. You can hang out with Sean and I, too, if you wanted. Yeah. Um, cool. That's what I got. All right, gang. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. See you. Bye.